Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together we are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Before we get started today, kudos to Shannon Penn, our producer. He's got the ugly sweater on the being the festive mood, Chad Brown. I mean, I know Shannon likes to get ready to be a reason for the season, but... I'm not an ugly sweater fan, Shannon Penn, but that's what you got on his fire right now. For those who can't see it, describe it. I got on a uh, Grinch ugly sweater because I'm preparing myself uh-huh. for Monday afternoon <laughs> when I'm in Philly <laughs> at the link when my New York Giants take on the Eagles. Wow. Full Grinch mode. Look at on you. On Christmas Day. Man, he's got a lot of Stealing lip. gifts. He's got a lot of lip for a guy whose team is 5-9 and nine and think they're going to beat the Eagles on Christmas Day. Yeah, kudos to Mr. Grinch when it comes to Shannon there, Chad. Tip of the cap to Shannon Penn. I, I like, you know, sometimes fans late in the season, mm-hmm. they quiet their fandom down. Right. Obviously, yes. this is a very powerful airwaves, ESPN radio, nationwide, worldwide in some cases. Uh-huh. So Shannon Penn's disrespect, which we're going to be talking about here in this first segment, uh-huh. of the Philadelphia Eagles in comparison <laughs> to his New York Giants is quite clear and evident by his Grinch sweater he's going with today, which yeah. I'm with you, Freddie, is yeah. actually pretty dope. I mean, the most important question I have is, Shannon, how much do you really believe that your New York Giants can beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia when you and your son are going to be there in attendance on Christmas Day? Let's not get bogged down with facts, Freddie, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. We'll leave it. We'll just leave it right there for Shannon Penn and his ugly sweater and his son about to have a happy time on Christmas Day when they go take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Not Shannon and his son, but their New York Giants. By the way, you don't have to take us on. Just be a part of the Freddie and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. ESPN. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or being the mean one, Mr. Grinch season, without the delicious taste and ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. So now we got the ugly sweater thing out of the way. Let's move on to the main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing, the main thing, the main thing with Freddie and Harry. Oh, you just love when people try to find any kind of motivation for a potential game of the year matchup on the same day. That the Penn boys, meaning Shannon and his son, are going to be in Philadelphia watching the New York Giants take on the Philadelphia Eagles later on that night. A matchup that a lot of people circle chat for more than a minute. Baltimore Ravens, 11-3. San Francisco 49ers, 11-3. These two will clash 8-15 Eastern time on Christmas night on ABC and ESPN. But Chad, all of a sudden, the Baltimore Ravens, a five-and-a-half point underdog, are feeling disrespected. Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback, speak on it. I want them to pick us. I like being an underdog. You know, um, I don't know. I like we. I believe we play better when we're doubted and we're not. You know, people not choosing us to win the game. I feel like we play better all the time. So just do it all the way to February. <laughs> That's all I ask. So that was nice by Lamar Jackson, Chad. Kyle Hamilton, the safety of the Ravens. 
He went a little bit past nice. The 11 and threes are not created equal right now in terms of the 49ers versus us, and we feel a little disrespected by that. I feel like we are the best team in the league, and uh, we got an opportunity in front of the country to show it. Well, if it wasn't going to be saucy and salty anyway on Christmas night, the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, Chad, are that salty five days before they play the San Francisco 49ers, it is going to be a feisty, fisticuff kind of game involving two teams that want to make things awfully, awfully physical, and they're going to try to do that on Monday night. Well, it's not just Lamar Jackson. It's not just Kyle ha- uh, Hamilton as well. Marlon Humphreys, you know, he said the spread, the size of the spread hurt his feelings uh, a little bit. <laughs> he was surprised to see it. So uh, I'm not mad at the Ravens for taking advantage mm-hmm. of whatever chip they can put on their shoulder. Sure. Uh, I'm not mad at that at all. Who do you feel disrespected by? Because mm-hmm. it ain't. It's not you and I are not making these spreads, Freddie. Right. It's it's Vegas. And last time I checked, Vegas removes facts. I mean, it doesn't remove facts. They remove feelings. They remove emotion <laughs> from all this. So this is just how they see this game playing out. Vegas is only concerned about making money. Mm-hmm. So this is why they put these numbers out. If the Ravens feel disrespected or a little bit hurt by this, we'll come out and play. Come out and show people who you are. This is actually the biggest stage maybe you have outside of the Super Bowl all season long. Christmas night, come on. Mm-hmm. Show us what you got, Baltimore. Right. I know that rivalry between the Steelers and the Ravens may be the most physical rivalry in all of professional football. This game on Monday night may be the most physical game of the entire year. Two teams that pride themselves on physicality. Two teams that pride themselves on their physical and emotional toughness. It's going to be a battle out there. The best thing about the Baltimore Ravens feeling disrespected is that they can't blame this on the media because you just said it. They have to have their feelings get mad at Las Vegas for putting out that line. They can't say anything about, you guys don't give us our due. You guys don't believe it's good. The media's like, hey, you're five-and-a-half-point underdogs. And the home, wait, us, not us, if you're the Baltimore Ravens. If you have to use that as a motivational tack, as a motivational carrot, the 49ers really don't care about your feelings. The 49ers are not in to worry about can you compete with us or are you underdogs and how upset you are about that. Hey, you're coming to our building and we know how we like to play. We know how you like to play. If that's going to motivate you, if that's going to give you that extra juice where you believe you're going to need that against San Francisco, then maybe the Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion, Chad, aren't as good as they think they are. Because I would not allow as a player to sit back and have a point spread Make me feel disrespected as an 11-3 team. You're one of the best teams in the NFL, and you're going up against another team that people feel is if they're not the best team, they're in that box when it comes to San Francisco. If that's the kind of motivation you need for a game like this to give you the extra juice, then maybe just maybe the Baltimore Ravens aren't as good as the San Francisco 49ers. I've gone back and forth with friends over this kind of topic for years because I've always said I've approached every single game the same. Right. And I don't need extra motivation. What is extra motivation? I go to work all week. I put in the same level of of effort into the weight room, Uh the same level of effort into my film study. I'm motivated every single week. Where is this extra motivation going to come from? I can't put extra time in the day. It doesn't work like that. I show up every day and I'm motivated. But – 
I have been forced to acknowledge when uh-huh. I was playing a former team of mine. Okay. I wanted to find ways to be sure. the best linebacker on the field. I get that. I will acknowledge when, heck, I was playing the Baltimore Ravens, and I was going to be another linebacker on the field with Ray Lewis. Well, that's the standard over there. i got to somehow mm-hmm. be the guy who sets the standard in this game. I want to right. be the best linebacker on the field. So I hear what you're saying, Freddie, about if the Ravens need this, then maybe they aren't who they think they are. Mm-hmm. At the same time, even as motivated as professional football players are, right. it is fascinating okay. how you can dig a little little bit deeper and okay. find a little extra when you need to from time to time. Right. I, yeah, I'm not mad at it when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. If that's the kind of play you're looking for, that's the kind of ploy you're going to lose, I'm with you, Chad. I'm not mad at any reason or any kind of factor that you're going to find to let people know that you are as good as people inside the NFL believe you are, that you are as good as you believe you are, or that you're better than anybody is thinking of going into this football game. Whatever that is, I'm good with it. But you can speak on this from when you played compared to now. Players pay more attention to point spreads than ever before. Saying, man, I can't believe that you think that we're not as good. Or we're a double-digit underdog to that team. Is that something that's more of a generational thing in the NFL? Or did guys get motivated by that, Chad, when you played 15 years in the National Football League? I can't. I can think of very few point spread conversations in the locker room when I was playing. But uh, now I think you can't escape it. It's in the paper. It's it's on the ticker on the on the bottom of every newscast you watch, every sports show you watch. It's constantly discussed. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is a it is a, it's another way for people to rank your team, right. and specifically on a week in week out basis, okay. are we favored mm-hmm. or are they favored? Well, what's the spread in the ball game? Even though players are maybe not, or hopefully, hopefully, we've seen a few guys suspended over the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, let's hopefully, not, do not that. paying too much attention <laughs> right. to all that. Yeah, we don't need them to be involved that way, <laughs> right? But to know what that number is and to take a sense of "quote unquote" extra motivation from it, I'd imagine there is more than a, a couple of players in every locker room right. who is aware of what that number is, what that means for their team, okay. and are deriving some type of motivation right. from that. And, and I can't, I can't imagine that there has not been a few coaches this year okay. who said, no one believes in you. The mm-hmm. media doesn't believe in you. Mm-hmm. The other team doesn't believe that you can beat them. And look at this. Mm-hmm. Vegas doesn't believe you can beat this team either. <laughs> Chad Brown, who played in the NFL for 15 years, in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman, on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We want to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call on line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. An 11-3 team, the Baltimore Ravens, about to play another 11-3 team known as the San Francisco 49ers. They are a a five-and-a-half-point underdog. They feel completely, completely disrespected by Las Vegas. So what about you? Who do you believe this year has been either the most disrespected player, team, or coach? Pick one and let us know on the Dr. Pepper call in line at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. The Ravens are like they're all about that disrespect card. But in your opinion, in twenty twenty three in the NFL season, who has been the most disrespected player, team, or coach? Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Chad, I'll give you the floor on this one. I'm not going to pass any judgment. A because you're too big, and you could kill me, and B because you're too big, and you could kill me. So who is the most disrespected? It could be a coach, could be a team. Could be a player that so far in 2023, you're seeing yourself, that guy or that team or that coach needs a lot more love that they're not getting right now. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Tua here. Uh, the season that he has put together, 
the disrespect, even coming out of Alabama, that he you had all these great wide receivers. Therefore, whatever team you were going to be on was going to need to stock the team the same way you had at Alabama. Here's one of the most accurate passers in the NFL. The only question about Tua has never been, in my mind, his skill set, right. his approach to the game, mm-hmm. is just his ability to stay healthy. Yet, despite having most of the boxes checked, yeah. even going into this year, is he is he the solution for the Miami Dolphins? Is he the franchise guy? All those, all that conversation was full of doubt about Tua. Now that he spent some time in the offseason bulking up, learning it sounds crazy, learning how to fall, I know. have big men fall on top of him. <laughs> now he is being talked about as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, which his skill set always presented itself right. that way. I'm, 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 I'm happy that he has reached a point where he, I think the national disrespect for Tua mm-hmm. is now gone. But coming into this season, okay. he certainly fit that category for me. Howard in Texas wants to weigh in on this at 888-729-3776. This season, Howard, whether it's a coach, team, or player, who has been the most disrespected entity in the NFL this season and why? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Love your show. Thanks for the call. Thank you, brother. Uh, real quick, uh, Brock Purdy, man, no matter what he does, people keep saying it's a system, it's a system, but day in and day out, he's proved that uh, he should be the MVP. Go Niners. I'm going to hang up. Love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. And Howard, thank you for the kind words and the call. By the way, happy holidays to you and your family as well because there's been a certain person on this show, Chad Brown who shall remain nameless, Devin Kane, the pride of St. Bonaventure. He has been the leader of the disrespect train, the conductor of that train when it comes to Purdy, Brock Purdy, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, doing the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. From the top rope. He's been like that since week one. Listen, I think Purdy, he's proven me wrong so far this season Uh in terms of, you know, even, you know, his play on the field. But again, I will continue to say, Right. And there's no fault of his own. All right. Apparently, you're placing fault on his no, own. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm just in in terms of you know being yeah. placed in the perfect situation. Okay. He he is, and again, no fault of his own. All right. I want to see in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Continue to prove me wrong. Right. I think a lot of other quarterbacks could be put in that situation and succeed. Okay. I would love to see Bryce Young and the 49ers offense and see what he could do. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. Your pimp hand is pretty strong with Brock Purdy all year long, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's proved me wrong for the most part so far. He, he has. He is definitely. But I always have the playoffs. Uh, well, that, that, put it this way. He does it in the playoffs. You're going to run out of room. I'm holding on. I know you are. Uh, like grim death when it comes to your disrespect when it comes to Brock Purdy. You mentioned Tua Tungabailoa of the Miami Dolphins, Chad. And I, I don't know if you guys hang out or you guys go to the same barber, whatever that is. But he understands that disrespect, which you talked about not even five minutes ago. I keep receipts. We all we all have 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 a way of how we do things. But all the narratives about it, I am yeah sure. I am only good with Tyreek, and I that you're right. I am that is the only time I am at my best. You're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I I I, <laughs> I could care less about it. Like sure, uh, if Jalen and those guys are not like I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. Like. That's what the narrative needs to be, and we're able to win games, and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't (laughs) care. So whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, take clips out out of what I just said. Do do what you need to do. Like, that – I'm just here to do my job, and my job is to help our guys win games. Anytime somebody says they don't hear it, they do. (laughs) It's like the old line. I'm not trying to be chauvinistic which means you're about to be chauvinistic. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, which means you're about to be disrespectful. Tua has heard every last thing. 
and he's tired of hearing about it. If anything, what are you going to keep doing about it, Tua? You got them ball out. No one's going to give you that disrespect that you say that you don't hear, but that he clearly hears because he started the whole thing, Chad, by saying, oh, I'm keeping receipts, but I don't hear it. I'm keeping receipts, but I'm going to do my thing. He's heard it. He's tired of it. And you know what? If that, if that helps him get through the night, so be it if you're Tua Tungvaloa. Disrespect is is a, is a, is always a funny word with, with athletes, and again, uh-huh. the 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 king of this whole conversation for me is always going to be Michael Jordan, right. who chose in his <laughs> Hall of Fame speech True. to bring in and have the guy uh-huh. who the coach put on the team in front of Michael in high school. Right. Michael was cut from the varsity uh, tryout opportunity, I suppose mm-hmm. is the best way to put that. Mm-hmm. So he brought that guy and chose his Hall of Fame speech to get one more dig in exactly. and that guy, despite being the first billionaire <laughs> athlete, despite having buildings on the Nike campus named after him, exactly. despite being the most popular shoe, maybe athletic shoe of all time, mm-hmm. Mike still wears the disrespect card. So <laughs> yeah. when athletes pull it out uh-huh. – um, if I'm going to accept it from Mike, then I got to accept it from Tua. So this you. is this is just how it works. It's how these guys right. are motivated. Uh, for me, that was not always a thing of I'm going to show them. Right. Um, you know, when my coach in high school said I had Flintstone feet, okay, man, <laughs> Flintstone I'm going to work feet. on my footwork. Wow. I just took – Wow. <laughs> Right. So then from the rest of my career, I prided myself on my footwork uh-huh. because I was told that as a sophomore in high school, I had Flintstone wow. feet. Well, they grew to size 13 when I didn't have a size 13 body, coach. <laughs> Eventually, my body caught up, and I was able to move those Flintstone feet in a way that made me a pretty good football player. So these little things that people say to athletes right. that – they hold on to. I'm sure if I went back to my high school coach and said, do you remember saying that to me? I'm sure he would say no. Exactly. But it was probably one of those things that he would have no idea to yeah. this day he said that. But I have carried that with me wow. to this day as a motivating thing for me. Uh, so not wow. quite disrespect, right. but in some ways that same kind of vein. Barry in Georgia, thanks for calling Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Big Barry, who is the most disrespected player, team, or coach in the NFL this season and why? Freddie, it's gonna come as no surprise mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, okay. poor Zach Wilson <laughs> of the New York Jets. You're not being sarcastic, are you? Explain. No, absolutely not. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy has been ridiculed Mm-hmm. replaced, talked bad about. I listen to ESPN radio all day long, and it is clear that the New York Jets want nothing to do with this kid. And the only reason why he's flying on this team, so to speak, is because they're just waiting it out. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. They are yeah. waiting it out. Mm-hmm. They just cleared Aaron Rodgers for practice. And it's, it's just a, a matter of time before Aaron comes back in and it steals all the glory. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Zach Wilson has no place with the New York Jets. It's a hard organization to work for. You know, as a New York Jets fan, Barry, I'm not going to disagree with you because, to be fair, as much as I've been able to be a very, very, at times, harsh critic of Zach Wilson, I've always said this, Chad, this is all not his fault because the Jets placed him in an unwinnable situation. They did not allow him, as a second pick in the draft, to grow and learn and not learn on the job when he was not ready. And the Jets were not smart enough as an organization to realize that we can't have a start as a rookie. If, if this is not going well, we got to take him out, let him learn a little bit, let him sit on the bench, understand the game, let's work him up and let's coach him up. The Jets have failed Zach Wilson. As much as Zach Wilson has failed the Jets in terms of lack of production, that organization 
and that coaching staff, they have failed Zach Wilson more than Zach Wilson has failed the Jets. It was not fair. He should have never been taken with the second pick in the draft anyway. But if you're going to do that, you really got to be judicious in how you want that guy to be the face of your organization. And the New York Jets, F-mark, 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 F-mark when it came to that and Zach Wilson. Here it is in year three. Now, for Zach Wilson, he also did not help himself with some of the comments. Absolutely. This year, this year, he's done a good job with the media and been, you know, uh, about as good as you could be in as difficult a situation as you could be in as a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. But last year, he did yeah. not do himself any favors at all. Absolutely. At all. And so he makes it, he has made it far easier for folks to feel comfortable with their Zach Wilson very pointed comments and commentary about his play, about his yeah. role in that locker room, and, and, and ultimately, in some ways, the pushback that you're pushing, Freddie, mm. about how the Jets didn't do him any favors, because they would point to, hey, you got a running back in Brees Hall. Yep. you got talent at the wide receiver position. Mm. you got a defense that's going to turn mm. the ball over and get you some advantageous field position. You've got all these pieces of the puzzle in place. It's you who can't get it done, Zach Wilson. Yeah, and, and, and it was proven. And then the Jets did not do many favors by coaching him up better or saying we got to get rid of this guy and they bring in Aaron Rodgers and then I unravel the four play of the game. Like I said, he is definitely culpable. But in my opinion, as much as he's failed the Jets on the field, the Jets have failed him a lot worse on and off the field when it comes to his growth that is never going to be recognized, in my opinion, in the NFL. By the way, real quick, I believe the most disrespected NFL player in the league this year is Russell Wilson. He keeps getting yelled at by his coach. Seems like every week by Sean Payton, something goes wrong, he's getting yelled at. Something goes right, he's not getting enough praise. He may be the most disrespected player or entity in the NFL this season. Keep weighing in at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Who is the most disrespected player, team, or coach in the NFL this year? We'll continue to listen. We have to say in about fifteen minutes. Give or take a lie or two on Freddie and Harry. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm free. I'm Freddie Coleman. Meanwhile. What will a former Eagles player say about two things? One, the struggles of the current Eagles. And two, how would he fix those struggling Eagles? Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Week 16, and you don't think everybody's committed enough? And this is a team that's trying to win the Super Bowl. But I don't think you look at last night's game and you say the defense is the reason that they lost. They only scored 17 points. To me, that was the bigger problem. Last three games, the Philadelphia Eagles have been on the struggle bus to nowhere and are hoping to try to find a way to get out of that ditch and get back to their winning ways. He is Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always to your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. It is what we're calling this weekend must-win weekend in the NFL. There's no doubt in our opinion, even though they're playing the Giants, the Eagles fall into that category. We'll talk about them and other NFL matters. Get you ready for the weekend. That starts tonight when the Saints take on the Rams with a guy who's a three-time Pro Bowler in the NFL, play for the Philadelphia Eagles and also the Arizona Cardinals. He is Seth Joyner. He's a great follow on Twitter. Seth Joyner, also part of the Seth Joyner podcast. That is a must-download for you to get everything you need to know about the NFL inside and outside of Philadelphia. So, Seth, I'm going to start with the team you played for. You're a three-time Pro Bowler with that team. When I say the current struggles of the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you say? Go ahead, Seth. Hold on one second. Let me let me switch over, man. You going? Okay, we're going to get him back in a minute. He's going to make sure that he's going to become, be completely clear. So we got him back. So Seth, with that team that you played for, when I say the current struggles of the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you say? Well, I mean they're massive. You know, for a team to get to ten and one, and then you know lose three in a row, and seem like you know they've lost everything that was good early in the season. You know, it's it's really a tough place to be in. Um, but there's a couple of things you can point out. I think that you know in this day and age of analytics and football, I think too many teams are looking for the big play all of the time instead of just taking what the defense is giving them, moving the chains, converting third downs, you know, being efficient in the red zone. Um, it just continues to amaze me when I see teams that need three or four yards for a first down on third down, and um, you know they get man coverage or blitz coverage, and they decide to throw the ball forty yards downfield. It's a fifty-fifty ball, you know. And then you know on the defensive side of the ball, I just feel like you know they are not as talented as they were last year. Um, they got some older corners, you know, who are on the back nine of their careers. Um, and it's showing immensely, and they're just so under-talented at linebacker, especially in today's NFL. You only play, you're basically a 4-2, unless, you know, defenses go to, you know, a nickel situation or a dime situation, then you only got one linebacker on the field, you know. So if you don't have a guy, at least one guy in that middle, um, this is straight-up hellraiser. You're going to have problems stopping the run and controlling the middle of the field in the pass game. Seth, uh, from one linebacker to another, certainly a pleasure to be on with mm-hmm. you. Now, I loved yes, your breakdown there because you, you talked about some of the nuts and bolts issues with the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts, after the last game, used the word commitment and the lack of commitment. Need to see more commitment. Was that just a quarterback uh, at loss for finding the right word? Or are you seeing not just the nuts and bolts issues that you were just talking about, are you seeing commitment issues from this Eagles football team? Well, listen, I, I think that I don't think anybody, you know, in the locker room would question Jalen's commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, his first in, last to leave, you know, um, always trying to get better. You know, no doubt that he has to play better. And I think he's he's self-aware enough to understand that that's, that's a big part of, you know, what's holding his offense back. But I also do believe that, you know, there are some holes um, and some guys that, you know, that play 
to the utmost, you know, when they're primary right. or they're getting the ball. And if they don't get the ball, then they kind of shut it down a little bit. Now I give him a lot of credit, you know, because, you know, he's a, he's a great teammate. I've been on both ends of the spectrum because, you know, when Buddy Ryan was, was the head coach here in Philadelphia, when I played, you know, we were raised to be great teammates and say the right things and do the right things. You know, um, after he left, you know, I think everybody on our defense, you know, was upset, you know, at, at his departure and, you know, he kind of lost, you know, what was needed to be a good teammate. And listen, I called out coaches. I called out, you know, mm-hmm. I called out um, teammates, you know, because I felt like our window was open and it was slipping away. Now, I, I'm mature enough to understand that that's not the way you do it, you know, but in that moment and being young and dumb and not really understanding how that affects the team, mm-hmm. you know, I wish I could go and take that back. But I think Jalen Hurst was pointing at other people, but he was smart enough to cut it off where he needed to cut it off. So the message was sent to those who need to get it, you know, but he didn't point the finger at anybody in particular, you know, and mm-hmm. that speaks volumes not only as, as him to him as a leader, but it also speaks volume to his ability, you know, to pull it back in when he really wants to say one thing and he understands how fragile the team is and how detrimental that could be if he says it and he points a finger at one particular or two particular people. Great stuff by Seth Joyner. He made the Pro Bowl three times when he played for the Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals. Now part of the great, great job breaking down the NFL action. You're ready for this weekend here on Freddie and Harry with Chad Brown. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at Seth Joyner. The underdog Baltimore Ravens are a five-and-a-half-point underdog to the San Francisco 49ers. These two are about to play each other on Monday night. But yet they feel disrespected because of that point spread of five-and-a-half points. I know players will find any kind of motivation, but when you heard about that disrespect, Seth, what did you say to yourself? Well, listen, this is just a different era, man. These guys, you know, you got social media and, you know, everything else. You know, guys that got their own in-season podcast and they're on there, you know, just chirping all the time. You know, Chad will tell you, you know, if you felt disrespected, you went out and earned your respect on on Sunday. You didn't have to talk about it, but, you know, if they want to make it a motivational piece, you know, by all means. But, you know, don't write no check your ass can't cash. Don't roll up in San Francisco <laughs> and get your doors beat off after running your mouth, you know, all week about feeling disrespected. You know, that's not going to be a good look for you or, you know, the rest of your team, you know, in that case. But, you know, this is where we are. This is the NFL that we that we have to deal with and, and, and live with, you know, in today's players and their mindset and how they think. All right, Seth, uh, let's uh, leave the Eagles behind for a bit to go a little bit more around the NFL. Uh, obviously, the MVP has become a bit of a quarterback award. Um, who do you think is your who do you think will win the MVP, and who do you think should win the MVP? Well, I think that um, you know the NFL is going to hold serve if Brock Purdy continues to play at the level that he's played at. He's going to win it. Mm-hmm. But for my money, um, you know Christian McCaffrey is the most valuable player in the National Football League right now. There's there's just no getting around it. Um, the three games, you know, they lost. They had that three-game skid. Um, McCaffrey was injured. And if you go back and you look at his numbers, his numbers were really abysmal over that three-game stretch because of the injury, you know, and he wasn't playing at the highest level. Um, but he is the piece out of all of those players, and they got some great players. He is the piece that makes it all go. Right. Because when they're running the ball with efficiency and then they can get him, you know, moving around – in the slot catching balls, getting, you know, mismatches on linebackers on the outside and things like that, 
you know, he is the force multiplier in that offense. Um, and as he goes, so they goes. It allows Brock Purdy, you know, to 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 get to play action pass. It allows Brock Purdy to run, you know, bootlegs and misdirections because you always got to honor the fact that he may rip, you know, 10 to 15 yards or take one to the house, you know, mm-hmm. as a defense. Um, so he's the piece that really makes it go. And then the other thing is he and Debo Samuels are, are – they're they're interchangeable. You can take those two guys and move them in each other's spot, and they could do all the same things, which gives you a whole different formation and makes the defense coordinator have to plan in a different way. You know, for when they swap slot to 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 running back. So for my money, I just think Christian McCaffrey and what he provides to that offense. I think if you take him out of that offense, is nowhere near as explosive as it is. Trampolining off of that, do you believe that Christian McCaffrey? is the most disrespected player in the NFL right now. And, Seth, if it's not him, then who is it? Well, I would have to agree because if he's not going to win the MVP, which I doubt he is, they're going to give it to a quarterback, of course, <laughs> um, then he's not only disrespected because of what he actually provides and, and presents on the field from a, product, from a productivity standpoint, but disrespected from the position of running back and how that position has been devalued. Now, San Francisco didn't do that. You know, they traded for him, and they're honoring that contract that he signed with Carolina. He's the highest-paid, you know, running back, you know, in the league. And when his time is up for another contract, they're going to have to pay him a bit more than what they're paying him just because of production. But, yeah, I think he's the most disrespected, you know, player because of, you know, A, production, and B, when you put him in that category with all the other running backs, that position and the linebacking position, in my opinion, are two of the most disrespected positions in the National Football League, yet you need the production out of both of those positions to make, A, your defense go, and B, make your make – your, um, and balance up your offense and give your quarterback a chance to, you know, to be um, productive from the standpoint of not having to face a rush on every single down. Real quick, if we have if we have Chad Brown and Seth joined to playing linebacker, who's the Mike and who's the Will? Oh, he's the Will for sure. He's faster. <laughs> he's, 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 he's faster. He's faster than I ever was. Okay. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, because I you know I'm, I'm familiar with the skill set. You know, I don't know how much of a man cover guy he is. Now that was one of my specialties, but he was definitely faster than me. So, you know, you always want your more athletic, faster linebacker being your will backer, no doubt. But man, if you put the two of us in today's NFL, man, we would tear it up. <laughs> Absolutely tear it up. Chad well, respond. Seth Jordan is a truth teller. Let, let's be clear about that. The man tells the truth, whether it's talking about he and I as linebackers or his overall commentary about the NFL today. Certainly appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, he would be the Mike. Now, I've seen Seth recently, I, I just uh, maybe just last year here in Arizona at a, a Super Bowl party or two. And I was like, man, that dude still looks like he can play. Where I've dropped mm-hmm. about 30 pounds since my playing days. Uh-huh. So, uh, okay. yes, he could play the mic, be the thumper in the middle. <laughs> uh, no disrespect to his man cover skills. And I could be that will. You could send me on some blitzes. But I could also cover man as well, particularly early in my career. I love when linebackers tell the go. truth. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Hey, Seth, man, always a treat, always a pleasure. Have a great holiday with your family, man. Enjoy Christmas Day as well. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. You you guys too, man. It's been a pleasure to spend some time with you, um, Chad, and always a pleasure to talk with you, Freddie. Yeah, oh, my man. Seth Joyner, former Eagles linebacker, like we mentioned, three-time Pro Bowler, being the Mike to the World linebacker. That is Chad Brown. And for Harry Douglas, joining me, Freddie Cohen and Freddie Harry, presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. 
Chad believes Tua Tungavailoa is the most disrespected player in the NFL this season, a Dolphins quarterback. I believe it's Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos that's been the most disrespected player because his coach can't stand him. What about you? What do you have to say? Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Who is the most disrespected player, team, or coach in the NFL? You're Seth Joyner, played for the Eagles and the Cardinals. He believes that person is Christian McCaffrey because he's been terrific and has no chance of winning the MVP award as running back for the 49ers. Weigh in at 888 729 Most disrespected player, team, or coach in the NFL this year. You'll be heard next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Blue in St. Louis. My boys, what's the word, man? What's been going on? I'm so glad to be talking to y'all. I love y'all show, bro. Y'all get me through that late part of the day. Harry, you hilarious. Freddie, bro, you just keep bringing the knowledge, so I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. We appreciate you for the kind words. Thank you, my man. Yes, sir, always. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You get a little bonus plan tonight. We're on until 7.30 Eastern time. You want to know why? Here's why. It's all part of bowl game action on ESPN Radio. Tonight is the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Don't try to say that five times fast. Cubs begins at 7.30 Eastern time, right after we're done on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So my man Chad believes that Tua Tungvaluwa, Miami Dolphins football quarterback, is the most disrespected player this year in the National Football League. I believe it's Russell Wilson, quarterback Denver Broncos, because anytime something goes wrong, boy, his coach Sean Payton can't wait to light his behind up with verbal and a verbal assault. What about you? Who is the most disrespected player, team, or coach in the NFL this year? Let's hear from you at 888-729-3776. Part of the Dr. Pepper call in line. Jared in New York, who is that entity and why? Yeah, thank you for taking my call, guys. I think the most disrespected player in the NFL right now is Josh Allen. If you look at his numbers since Ken Dorsey's gone, he's been probably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I honestly think those turnovers were because of Ken Dorsey. Dorsey wasn't letting him run, I feel like. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Appreciate that. Uh, 
Josh Allen's a bit of a tricky one, you know, because it's that's true. Obviously, the impro- the performance has improved mm-hmm. since Ken Dorsey's departure, um, but it's still there. I think there's still a tendency with Josh Allen to try to do too much. But I, I would say since Ken Dorsey has left, the narrative around Josh Allen, at least from a media perspective, has changed. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting more respect now at this point in the season than he had at any point at all during this season. Yeah, that is a great point, especially with how he's played and how it's looked with him being more of a focal point and not worrying about making mistakes when doing that. Scott in Minnesota, thanks for calling us at 888 Scott, who is the most disrespected player, team, or coach in the NFL this year and why? I got Bryce Young from Carolina just because of what C.J. Stroud's doing. It's making him look worse. He's uh, been in every game. He's playing his heart out, doing what he can. He's still just a rookie, so we don't know where he's going to go with his career. Scott, that's a great point because I wonder how much of that, Chad, had to do with the Carolina Panthers firing Frank Reich because of the fact that C.J. Stroud looked like that, and you get the sense the owner made it pretty clear, trying to be vague about it, that if he had his way, he'd have taken C.J. Stroud number one and not Bryce Young. Terrible job by the owner. David Tepper certainly has been one of the uh, most frustrating owners over his tenure with the Carolina Panthers. Just another tick in this column with his comments about his – this is your quarterback. This is the guy who's going to be the guy for your franchise. I'm not sure what the point of saying that is, but, yes, I'm with the caller. Bryce Young, lots of football left in front of him. He's only a rookie. Learned his way through it. Not every rookie hits the league running full speed. Take some time for some of these guys to get going. Bryce Young, I think, is going to be that guy. The talent is definitely there. Jerry, in New York, who is the most disrespected player, team, or coach in the NFL this season, and why, my friend? Well, I think definitely it's Christian McCaffrey. I have watched that young man his whole career, and he is just unstoppable. And I'm tired of the NFL always giving awards to the quarterbacks. Without the rest of the team, you don't have a quarterback. And Christian McCaffrey makes that team. When he's not there, they don't do well. And I'm a Giants fan. Wow. wow. Look at that. Abandoning her team. <laughs> I love it, Jerry. Me I love too. it, Jerry. Yeah, I've known Christian McCaffrey since he was 12 years old. I've mm-hmm. uh, been to many of his games as a high school player. He and his uh, brother uh, came over to my house for his um, here, his brother and my son's prom. I got Christian. I really? got photos of Christian McCaffrey really? taking photos of my son for prom. No way. So, oh, absolutely. Known the McCaffrey family for a long time. Obviously, Ed, a longtime Denver Bronco, Christian's uh-huh. dad. So we've run in the same circles for years and years and years. Known him since he was, like I said, like, like a young buck. And uh, the way that the, the NFL gives out the MVP award, particularly to quarterbacks, it's just – it's frustrating because, yes, it, it becomes a form of disrespect. I think everyone right. would acknowledge Chris uh-huh. McCaffrey is one of the best players in the league. But when he cannot be considered for this award because he's not a quarterback, essentially, it's quite frustrating. Real quick, what kind of tuxedo did Christian McCaffrey, what kind of tuxedo was he sporting that night at the prom? Uh, he was going. Uh, he was going black, just traditional black tuxedo, and okay. I think it was a, with a blue okay. cummerbund and tie because that was the okay. high school colors at Valor High School. Okay, making it pop a little bit. I yes. like that because it could be right very easy. Right, it could be very easy to have like the black cummerbund and nothing steps out unless you have the kind of tie to make it pop a little bit. Then it kind of gets lost and washed away with that whole thing. Who knew that Christian McCaffrey had that kind of sartorial sense even back then in high school for the prom? That's what I'm su- not surprised, but I'm just glad to hear about these kind of things. <laughs> Chad clean, wow. always been clean, Man. always been clean. I, and I knew Christian McCaffrey could play yeah. football when I was uh, doing Ed McCaffrey's football camp, and Christian was going from junior high into high school. Wow. He ran a Texas route on me as a 
you know, four or five year retired NFL veteran. I thought, okay, this kid is 14 years old. He's putting it on me. He's going to be special. Well, will the Eagles put it on the Giants and what is a must win game for them? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.